Going further, Ois Dalid. This is the final Ois in chapter 3. Ein Dover Yehudi. There's nothing that lifts up a Jew. Like the clarity of the mind. In understanding the exalted status of Nishmas Yisrael, the Nisham of Yid, that we all have. Like it says in the Pasuk that Hashem says, We are sons to Hashem. And it says, You are my firstborn, Yisrael. This is the chinuch that we need to have for ourselves. This is the chinuch that we need to have for our children. And the more that we understand who we are, what's inside of us, even though we look like regular people, but we're not regular people, we're not like the other nations, we are the chosen people. We are considered sons to Hashem, not like the Goyim. The Goyim are considered creations, creatures, maybe Avadim. But Banim is reserved for us. We are Hashem's sons. We are the firstborn. Firstborn is a lashon of Ahavan Chiba, of love, of admiration, of compassion. And it's interesting, there's a Medrash. And the Medrash says that Hashem calls us Banim Atem Lashem Alikechem. We are His sons, but Hashem also calls heavenly angels a lashon of Banim, Bnei Alikim. Frek the Medrash, and I don't know. Which son, which child does Hashem love more? He has two children, angels and Jews. Who does he love more? It's a mind-boggling question. Which kid do you love more? The one that comes home every single report card with hundreds, or the one who struggles and the one who steals your car and steals your credit card and all of that? Angels never sin. They listen to whatever Hashem says. What does Hashem get from Klal Yisrael? Of course we give him nachas on the good stuff, but look at the bad stuff. All these averis, spitting in his face, tons of sin and confusion and dysfunction, throughout all of the dairis. So much tsaris, so to speak. So much agmas nefesh, aggravation. The iatu yadea, and the matter says, I don't know which one he loves more. And this cuts very, very deep because we look at love depending on how easy of a child you are. But that's not what is love. And the matter says, you know, because it says, b'ni b'chayri Yisrael, a lashon of avan and avan and chiba. Hashem is saying with B'ni B'chari Yisrael, you're my B'chari, I love you more. Hashem with all of our dis- dysfunction loves us more than He loves all of the Malachi Asharis. Because He's calling us the B'chari, and really they were created first. Angels were created before humans. We have the title B'chari, even with all the problems that we give Hashem, for some reason. He loves us more than heavenly angels, but gets even better. When did Hashem tell us, B'ni B'chari Yisrael? I would have thought that by Maimed Har Sinai, we reach the highest level a Jew can be. That's where Hashem said, Ah, I love you more than heavenly angels. But it's not true. It's not true at all. This Lushan, this language of love, which is, there's nothing that compares to it, 
that we were called that It's in the beginning of the story where Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, go to Paray and tell him, do you know who you're messing with? My beloved nation, my Bechar, I love them more than heavenly angels. Really? We deserve that? We We spit in Hashem's face. We said, you don't control the world. This sheep controls the world. This cow. We stopped Hefeiru Brismila. We stopped giving bris to our children. We were almost in the Shar Nun of Tumah. And at that moment, from that place, Hashem says, B'ni B'chayr Yisrael, I love you more than I love heavenly angels that never gave me any Agmas Nefesh. Because you have to remember the Gemara says that we paskin like our mayor. Rabbi Yehuda says we're only called Banim when we do Ritzai Nishel Makar. But Rameir says no. I feel even when we're not doing the Ratzon of Hashem. Still Nikru Banim, we're still called Banim. And that's the way we paskin. Very interesting story that I just read in the Sivais Avais. Brings down a story that somebody came to Nesiva Shalom and he said that he had a child that was not behaving properly, couldn't get him to tzishtel, tzushtel, conform. And he told him, if you're not going to behave and listen to the rules, then you can't be in the house. And Nesiva Shalom started banging, banging on the table. He said, you're ruining it for all of us. Ruining it for all of us? All, what's all of us? He says, we're all existing today because we pass him like a mayor. And you're ruining it. You're saying that if you're not going to be Oysim Ritzay Nishal Abba, that you're not Kruyim Banim, that you lose the schus to live at home. You're ruining it for all of us. Because everything is Midah, Kenegad Midah, and you saw Kerachim of Abanim, like parents have Rachmanus and their children, can't Terachim Hashem Aleinu. And you're showing Hashem that it's conditional. And if you're not going to listen to me, then you can't live here. He says you're ruining it for all of us. And Siva Shalom brings down many times from previous tzaddikim, that they said it's a mitzvah lachzer, it's a mitzvah to repeat it. One of the tzaddikim, I forget right now which one, it's in the Siva Shalom Chelek Beis on Rosh Hashanah, I think the Lechavitch used to constantly say, Halacha Kerameir, Halacha Kerameir. Especially on Rosh Hashanah, you have to say, Halacha Kerameir, Aserisimei Tshuva Yom Kippur, you have to like, remind Hashem, so to speak, Halacha Kerameir, we paskin like Rameir, even though we usually paskin like a Behuda, this is one of the times we paskin like Rameir, it's our life support. And we have to remind ourselves, we paskin like Rameir, Ben Kach U Ben Kach, no matter what, Afilu Kishayinam Ayusim Ritzayinam Shel Abba Ve'ima, Kriyim Banim, we're meant to follow in Hashem's footsteps, so Allah to Bedrachov. And when you do that, even though it's difficult, you're going... And, and you're doing what Hashem did. And you're saying, I would like you to, to listen to me, but even if you don't, you're still my child. It's not going to change anything. Because our neshama, it's carved from the Kisei HaKavit itself, the royal throne of Hashem. And the essence of our neshama, our soul, is a chilek, a piece of godliness, the etzem loy mishtana. And it can't change. It's what its essence is. In addition to being a human being like all the goyim, we have like a, a chip inside of us. And that chip is a chip of 
Malchus, a chip of Elakus, a chip of a chip of Mal, a piece of godliness inside of us. And that's Etzim, that's who we are. That's our operating system, the motherboard. And that can never change, because that's our essence. The essence of who we are is a chelik l'kamimal. On top of that, we have a body, we have a guf. On top of that, we have Yitzhahara, we have Yitzhah On top of that, we have to eat and sleep and do all the functions of the gayim and of animals. Cows also eat, sleep, mate, all these things. But on top of that, that was, that's just on top of that. But the chip of what we are, who are we? We're a chelik l'kamimal. Mamish. That's what we are. Because our neshama comes carved out from the Kisei HaKav, the throne of Hashem. This is one of the giluyim, the revelations, the wondrous revelations of the Baal Shem Tov. Again, it wasn't a chidush of the Baal Shem Tov. He didn't make this up. He revealed this based on Arizal, based on Zaira Kodesh, he didn't create new ideas. You can't go ahead and create a new concept and say, oh, I just decided that we are a piece of God inside of us. No. That's based on Chazal, thousands of years since since Priyasa Elam. But it was hidden. But he revealed the wondrous revelation of the Sheet of the Baal Shem Tev, Yehudi, that he revealed in every Jew, Eskolpni Miyusoy, he revealed in every Jew their pure neshama even after he fell lower, 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 lower. People used to fall and think that they're no longer wanted by Hashem. People used to fall into sin and think that they lessened, they cheapened their value. They damaged their essence. And that's when he went ahead and he revealed to us that it's not true. And it's not just about Shem Tov. The Litvaks don't disagree with this. <laughs> this is fact. You don't get devalued. You're on the outside, your, your shirt got schmutzy. You have to go to the cleaners. You have to do tshuva. They'll clean it. You'll have a new shirt. There's no stain that can change the essence of a Jew. There's no behavior that is more powerful than the essence of Hashem's creation of you and the creation he called tshuva, which cleans every single sin. There's no sin that's more powerful than tshuva. Sin is a separate issue. It makes things, it makes us dirty on the outside. But our essence never ever gets tainted in any way. It's like the black box on the plane, that even if the plane gets destroyed, somehow they created the black box that it can never get destroyed. I don't know why they don't make the whole plane out of that black box. That black box with the pilot light in the oven, that never goes off. Everything else is is external. And yes, it's important. And if we get stained, we have to do tshuva, and Hashem created tshuva, and we have to behave properly, and we should behave properly, and we should behave besimcha properly, all, all true. But none of that has any effect on the motherboard of the computer. It's all external. The essence can never be changed, because if it would be broken or changed, then even if you did tshuva, but you'd be broken. It's it. Therefore, it doesn't change. And that was... What the what Hashem revealed that wasn't being focused on, and we need we need this revelation today more than ever for our kids to know, because a lot of kids end up doing things that makes them feel like I destroyed who I am, my essence is damaged, 
And it's not true. Your essence is 100% the same as the biggest God Adar. And it's such a simple thing. Inside you have a neshama, cannot be damaged by your actions. Externally you could be damaged by your actions, by your actions. And externally you could do tshuva. That's why Hashem created tshuva. K'mayisha Amar, Harav HaKadosh, Raburachal Mimeshbish, Tzchus Yagen Aleinu, the Enikol of the Baal Shem Tov is called Rabarach Mimeshbish, they called him Raburachal for Meshbish, Tzchus Yagen Aleinu, he said, Sha'afilu Yehudi Iyav Shalah Hasbim Ma'erkoi Shal Yehudi. Somebody said that you can't explain to a guy what a Yid is. And he said you can't even explain it to a Yid. We could focus on, focus on a day and night and we will never really fully understand and appreciate what our value is. Umar Nesabah Kadisha Malachavich He said, Nesabah Kadisha Malachavich, Kol Yehudi Yukumaya Halayim. Every Jew is like a diamond. Now it sounds, a lot of people say that. Right? Every Jew is like a diamond. It sounds very nice and it sounds very like, um, you know, fancy, schmancy talk. He says, no, it's an exact example. What's the difference between a diamond and a piece of wood or other, other things with value? Very simple. When it's a diamond, even when a, when a person, a yid, is on the bottom of the world and he's dwelling and immersed in schmutz, He's addicted to schmutz. He's fully up to his eyeballs in schmutz. Never give up hope on him. Why? Because all you need to do, all you need to do is lift him out. Lift him out of it. And to clean him, then his original sparkle is going to return. There's no essential internal damage to the spark and to the shine of the Nishmas Yehudi. Now, let's understand. A piece of wood that falls into sewage for a week, a month, a year, even if you lift it up, you rinse it off, it's internally corrupt, it's damaged, because wood can get damaged by its ele- by elements around it. A diamond can be in a sewer, a sewer, in sewage for a billion years. And it could have thick layers of mud all around it that you need to work on and, and, and clean off and clean off. And it, no matter how thick, it could be cement, it could be any, anything in the world. And it could be lying, ligging in the red for, for oh, a thousand years. But once you get the external, the external outer layers of dirt cleaned away, the diamond will sparkle the same as before it fell into the schmutz. None of the essence of the diamond changed or got damaged in any way, not even 1%. Isn't that incredible? As yuchsar, a love, a love, the original sparkle of the diamond is there. The original sparkle is there, is maintained. That's the difference between a diamond and other things that get destroyed or affected by the elements. And when the Saba Kadishi Melechavich says, Kal Yehudi this means, and this is hope for us, this is hope for us who are damaged, who are addicted, or whatever, and it's hope for our children and those working with kids. We never had to make them good. They're always good. Their panemius was always good. They were just covered over with layers of schmutz. And when you clean the layers of schmutz away, 
what's revealed is the beautiful Yid, that beautiful, beautiful child, that beautiful Chelech Lekam Imal Mamish, as if it never sinned. The original spark, the original shine is always there. There are so many stories, I'm not going to say them now, but there's so many stories of people we thought were off completely who came back. So many stories of people we thought were the worst Jews in the world who were Meiser Nefesh in one second, Akidish Hashem, like the famous story in the Holocaust, there was one guy that he was not religious at all and he used to make tremendous trouble. He was a bovan. He was a mafioso. And he would threaten the from people if you didn't pay the insurance or you didn't pay protection, he would bust your windows and he was the worst Jew. And when the Nazis came, he would report, he was a Malshin to the Nazis. You couldn't get worse than that. One day they gathered all the Nazis, the stories brought down in several places, they gathered, the Nazis gathered the Jews into the, to the shul, men, women, children, they locked them in, and they understood what could happen. It was known that they would light the whole shul on fire and kill everyone in, inside. But the, the Nazis, Yamach Shemam, had a different idea for that day. The doors opened up, popped open, the Nazis came in with this guy. They were holding him. They took out a Sefer Torah, and they opened it up on the floor, and they told him to defile himself on the Sefer Torah. According to logic, if you're such a bad Jew that not only you don't believe, you say you don't believe and you don't care, but you terrorize from people and you're Mechal Shabbos and you eat on Yom Kippur. So if that's your belief, what's the big deal? Defile the Sefer Torah. You don't believe, you don't believe. Instead, he sacrificed himself. He said, I'll never do it. They pointed a gun at his chest. He ripped open his clothes. He said, you can kill me. I'll never do it. They shot him and he died bleeding out on the Sefer Torah. And the Nazis had their fun and they left and they never burnt down the whole shul. Everybody else was free to go. Maybe that was the Kapara. Maybe he saved all of them. And the Rabbanim decided that he should be buried together with the Torah scroll, scroll in the Beis HaKvaris because he died on Kiddush Hashem. If it was a piece of wood that got foiled, that got damaged from the environment, from his behavior, it would never happen. Why would you die on Kiddush Hashem for something you don't believe in? But all of those behaviors that he had was never affecting his inner panemius and the many, many stories like this. They never affected the diamond inside of him. When we go ahead and we try to do, be Makar of our children or kids who are off to Derek or people off to Derek, if we think that they're damaged, we're totally wrong. Problem is that they're downtrodden. Broken self-esteem, usually because of pain that other people did to them. If they were happy and successful, they wouldn't be like this. It fits in very good. The lesson for us is the, is the words that he's saying. Lift them up. What did we do in Home Sweet Home that worked so well? We lifted up their ego. They felt like nothing. They were thrown out. They were ice varves. They were in the bottom of the world. They felt like nobody cares about me. We lifted, that, we lifted up their self-esteem. I, I don't really think we cleaned them. I think they, they, they didn't even need that. They just got clean. And then we saw that spark. And all of a sudden, I want to put on tzitzis. I want to daven. Most of the kids left the program within a year, completely shamatara mitzvahs. And we did this without any, any kiruv stuff. We didn't have shachos min chamarev. We didn't have any tefillin programs. Nothing. We just lifted them up with fun and by surrounding them with healthy people who cared about them and made them feel like they used to go around saying, we're VIP. 
everything else happens automatically. Because a love, a love, that that light and that sparkle could be shining like like it always had before they went through all of these problems.